Well, hello and welcome to the Transfix Take On, where we bring in a variety of leaders to come on and give us their take on a specific subject. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today Unilever's Wendy Herrick is giving us her take on a smarter supply chain. Now, Wendy has spent over 25 years at Unilever and has built a path forward in various roles like the logistics operations director and VP roles at the company in finance, customer service, logistics, and digital supply chain. And she's now in her first year as head of customer operations in North America at Unilever. Simply put, Wendy is no stranger to identifying what it takes to run a seamless supply chain. Wendy, welcome to the show. Jenny, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you. Now, let's dive right into it. So, you know, I've been reading and doing a lot of research on Unilever. Um, yeah, I've been at Transfix for over seven years, and I'm, I am I know Unilever pretty well, but Unilever has been really at the forefront of innovation when it comes to tech advancements in the industry and its fierce ESG initiatives. So I would love to hear more about the electric truck pilots, specifically in the drive towards zero emissions and progress that falls under the climate groups EV100 initiative. I know we're going on, we're starting heavy, but let's hear it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and this is the one thing that makes me super proud to work at Unilever. You know, Unilever's had sustainability goals and now we have climate and nature fund and 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 really we have a goal specifically to be uh, not only carbon neutral but carbon positive as part of that climate and nature commitment right and if you look at it what what's interesting to understand though is when you start to break down carbon logistics is about three percent of unilever's emissions and where most of it falls is actually with the consumer usage of our product which we also take accountability for right so when you have a shower you're using water right so yeah. Um, one of our brands, Axe, is saying, well, you know, shower together. You know, that was kind of, I mean, joking. But honestly, <laughs> dry shampoo, all the things we're trying to do to make sure that from a consumer standpoint, but it's a really hard job to do that and making sure we, we all have recyclable plastics and all that. But in logistics, I'll drill down there as 3%. We still are very passionate about that. And we aim to go carbon positive. And so we still have a job to do. I mean, We've experimented and delivered results on some of our key programs. In fact, it was over six years ago when I took my first ride in a self-driving truck, right, mm -hmm. at Unilever. Um, and we ran uh, pilots successfully, right? Um, but regulation is holding things back there because right. we want to make sure drivers can do short hauls and be at home at night with their families. That's what they're kind of going for now. You know, they don't want to be on the road 24 seven. They want to have some special family time. And so Unilever looks at drivers as part of the Unilever family. And we really want to make sure they do get home at night and do get to spend special family time. Right. So, um, but Jenny, you're spot on with regards to um, electric vehicles. So, you know, we've got a program and we've rolled out to a number of our facilities, not only our DCs, but our factories, um, making sure that we have electric spotting vehicles, right? It's run in a yard. Um, we're working on driverless. So we, you know, it's more remote control, that kind of thing. And not only is it carbon emissions, but again, um, uh, can you imagine wanting to sit in and in just doing yard spotting all day, you know, that kind of thing, but navigating it and being the navigator of the yard, um, through some of our yard management tools, I think is what pe uh, the, the exciting job that people would want to do. So electric spotting vehicles, um, like I said, we've rolled out uh, to some of our facilities and in the next two to three years, it's going to be at all our facilities. And we really want to be electric vehicles across the board there. 
So that's the electric vehicle side of it, right? So, um, and we're working with all of our carriers to say, okay, guys, what are you going to do in this space? And obviously, with the when when fuel and diesel was very high, everyone was kind of jumping on that bandwagon. But mm -hmm. electric vehicles are less popular than some of the CNG and PNG initiatives that we've been driving, right? So, um, we we do have uh, dedicated fleets that actually have some of that there. So again, doing our part in that carbon. Uh, carbon neutral, carbon positive. And then finally, there's a new one on the, well, it's it's here and we're already piloting it and it's called Remora and it actually collects all the carbon. It's a unit that you put on um, on the, uh, the, the vehicle and it actually collects all the CO2 and then you bring that to a station where it actually turns it into energy. Oh right. Yeah. And it's it's very, very cool. It's early, early days. And I know there's a number of startups and people that we keep our eye on that are going to continue to help us deliver great results in that space. So those are just a few of the things. So silly question for you, but but I think relevant here when you talk about um, th this device that kind of attaches onto trucks, is that for the EV or is, is this for more your traditional freight liners that we normally see? Traditional, yeah, EVs, because they don't have the CO2, it's more right. on the traditional. So, and in fact, Remora can actually, you know, how some people, I mean, there's drivers that spend a lot of time in their trucks and they need to use that electricity or keep it on yeah. um, even when, but that Remora tool can then even um, put energy back into the, the vehicle itself. So we're capturing mm -hmm. CO2, um, but we're, we're using it in a positive way. That's incredible. I, wow. I, I think I'm a little blown away by by this because you know what I've always really appreciated specifically with Unilever is the relationship that you guys have with your carriers and putting them first and making sure that that partnership is really strong. So it's really cool to hear that you know despite this this amazing EV initiative that you have, right? Where and and self and driverless trucks eventually you're still considering the truck driver that has the older unit that you know can then use their carbon in a positive way. That's incredible. No, well, thank you for that. And and it it, it is important. And, and you know, in the end, no matter what carrier is that relationship, the key person in all this is the driver, yeah. right? And and their livelihoods. And and that's super important. That's another. You know, we have climate and nature, but we also, um, you know, we care about our suppliers and our stakeholders. And and we have programs in place to help our suppliers. Um, you know, when I talk about, um, uh, you know, palm oil and stuff and the digital tracking that we do with that, we're trying to help palm oil farmers get the best price for the palm oil and make sure it's sustainable and we're not hurting the environment at the same time. So we do really, and I mean, with our carriers, it's super important. Um, I, I, I love our carriers, to be honest with you. And yeah. they play such a critical role in getting our product to the customer and consumer. Um, and, and the drivers at the top of the pyramid there, right? So super important to us. I really love hearing that from you. That that that's awesome. You know, and and as we're still on the topic, I'd love to talk about how Unilever is using that smart technology to make all of your workplaces really uh, safer for both staff and visiting carriers. You know, let's talk about what features can folks that are visiting DCs and and factories and warehouses um, and offices really what can they expect when they visit. Sure. So 
first and foremost, safety is num our number one priority. And, and not just in logistics, it's across Unilever. It, it, it's from the top down, Alan Jope, our CEO, and safety. And, and actually what he did through COVID and trying to keep everyone safe is just incredible. And I admire him as a leader and, and have tremendous respect for him. Um, because it's not it's not just we talk about it, we actually do it. And we hold ourselves and our partners to a very high standard. We really, really do. So we track every event from a safety standard. Um, in our facilities and near misses, we do safety observations. We have um, safety stand downs. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to talk about an event in my time at Unilever, my time working in logistics, we actually had a, a fatality this year on the road. Mm -hmm. Now, this driver wasn't driving for Unilever, but Unilever's carrier was in the mix in, in the accident. And it was actually um, the driver's fault or whatever, but it doesn't matter. I, 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 don't, I don't care, you know, I, there's no hat there. It's, it's a loss of a life and we take that super seriously. It was a very sad day, certainly in my, uh, my tenure at Unilever um, to, to have to hear that and just understand what the family must be feeling, right? So we have stand downs, we have safety videos, and we share those with our carriers, with all our partners, with our 3PLs. We have safety observations and what we believe, what you measure is what you improve. And that accountability, um, we know that every accident and near miss um, and, and, and drive safety programs every day is what's gonna keep people safe and able to go home to their families at night. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. I think that I, in, in my career here at Transfix, you know, part of the things that make me really passionate is making sure that, you know, our, our carriers and everyone that encounters from all, all facets of the supply chain, you know, top to bottom are, are safe, right? And that they're put at the forefront. So even hearing the safety aspect, which I think often gets overlooked, especially in media, right? And media coverage of companies and shippers, it's not something that is really uh, discussed at length. So hearing this really makes a huge difference. Yeah. You, you can't put a cost on a life, yeah. right? And, and, and so our investments in, you know, even in our facilities, LED lighting, well, you know, a driver safe haven. So when the hours of service really started to get crunched, we started to set up parking spots for dr drivers who ran out of hours, right? Because mm -hmm. we don't, first of all, we don't, want them to not follow regulation. But second of all, I mean, you know, a lot of these accidents happen because they're tired, right? Yeah. And I mean, God, I get antsy sitting in a car for two hours, never mind 10, you know. So <laughs> same. Yeah. So so you know the driver safe haven program, um, you know, uh, the LED lighting, you know, making sure our welcome centers are staffed um appropriately and with the right welcome, right? So yeah. you know and and we actually collect ratings and reviews on all our facilities, whether it be three, you know, third party DCs or whether it be our own factories. And, and we use that to make ongoing improvements, right? So like I said, LED lighting, um, we, we have driver lounges, meeting spaces. We need to make sure they have vending, they have access to water. There's Wi-Fi in the lounge, you know, or that they can connect to. So those kind of things, we really take that feedback from them. It's kind of like a rating, like you get on Amazon, but we really, we really take those feedbacks seriously and mm -hmm. any site might be just a little bit different on what the driver and what the the warehouse needs to to successfully perform 
Absolutely. Now, now we've gotten into the safe, the safe haven program and a little bit about the what welcome center looks like, but I'd like to talk about what, um, you know, what are some warehouse efficiencies and optimization for carriers, uh, when they deliver or pick up full truckload products, uh, that Unilever has really put in place and nailed over the past decade. Can you talk to us about some of that? Sure. So this has been, honestly, this is a, a really difficult space because you can control what's under your own remit, but when you're um, dealing with suppliers or retailers and customers and stuff like that, we can we can control loading at our facilities. We can, you know, we measure um, everything in our yard and we measure it to delivery and on time because of course we know our retailers find us when we're not on time, right? So. Of course. <laughs> measure every metric to say how long is that truck in the yard what's the turnaround and we do that with retailers as well and that's been a real challenge i would say because of all the supply chain disruption we've had uh, yeah. through covid i mean we used to have a really and there's some retailers that struggle more than others but in covid and during this time frame and in the capacity constraints turning trucks for the care for the driver has been more of a challenge and that's why we really like to do drop and hook so the driver can drop go and do that and then the warehouse can fit in that capacity in the best way to manage their overall um the way they work right their overall um time frames in which they they need to load and unload or whatever so we we measure that um in our yards uh we we have nothing more than 24 hours right so so that's our aim um but again it's it's loosening up a little bit now as capacity loosens but it's still something we have our eye on yes. and something we all need to work together on this because, you know, say the driver gets stuck in traffic, then they're late for their appointment. You know, there, there's so many facets that can go wrong that how we work together as, a, you know, the, the three amigos is super important for us to be the most efficient we can. And what was the genesis of this initiative, right? Because you started to say right before COVID, it was pretty seamless, I feel like you were going to say. But what, really, what, what was that? It was better, yeah. Better. But what was the genesis of, of really doubling down on this initiative, especially in this time? I would say we went through a state of chaos. You know, there was no capacity. We're trying to get everything out the door. Customer orders were flooding. I mean, the growth uh, engine that, that was during COVID because people stopped going to restaurants, stopped going out, and they needed everything at home. Right. So it was a real shift in consumer behavior, which means that it has an impact on how we work, right? So retailers and their growth, I mean, oh my God, it, it was just through the roof, right? And people were stockpiling as well, by the way, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like <I remember. laughs> we sell soap, right? We sell hand sanitizer. We sell, And it was just like, we couldn't make enough of it. So it really created chaos in our network, to be honest with you. And we lost some of, through that chaos, we lost some of the rigor and some of the standard and eyes uh, processes that we work to, but I'm I'm really pleased to say we're you know we had gridlock in some of our facilities we just couldn't move I mean it was mm. it was a really tough time but I would say in the last 12 months um, first of all capacities lightened a little bit right right um, people are starting to go out a little bit so com consumer behaviors are they're going back to stores a little bit and stuff like that so it's there's a shift in consumer behavior and we just have to follow that. Yeah. But I think getting that rigor back, um, getting the metrics in place to make sure that we're the most efficient we can be, you know, data and analytics tells us everything, right? And so yeah. when we talk about digitization, it's it's the digit, you know, the data and the analytics that tells us the story 
um, that we need to act on. And so that's why that data and, and analytics that we put in place in this space is making us much more efficient. Now, I think we, we were almost uh, going to dive into it, right? But now that we're in 2023, which is a little wild to believe, because I, I still, I think I'm on 2020 still. Um, but do you feel like this year is going to be a return to quote unquote normal? You know, I don't think there is a new normal. Yeah, I agree with you. I really don't. I just think it's like, you got to have your finger on the pulse, that real time data. That, that's what I, that real time data, like, okay, where's the demographics moving? Where's, I mean, people can work from anywhere now in the country. So like, where are they going? Oh, Florida. Ooh, Texas. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just don't know if there's ever a new normal, to be honest with you. And I think mm -hmm. forecasting, you know, um, what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff, you have to do it to try and ready yourself. But I think agility and resilience is, is the magic, magic potion for us um, moving forward. Couldn't have said it better. What a great conversation, right? Well, join us next week for part two when Wendy and I discuss the best approach to entering the supply chain as a career, servant leadership, and her methodology on not work-life balance, but life balance as a whole. We'll see you next week with an all-new episode of The Transfix Take On. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.